Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Glitter Boys, the Glitter Boys, ba-ba-da-ba-do-ba-dab, the Glitter Boys. Who's the people with the podcast? Yeah, it's the Glitter Boys, the Glitter Boys, Glitter, Glitter, Glitter Boys. Welcome back, listeners. This time we're here to talk about inspirational fiction that you might find useful for getting into the mindset for a Rifts game. When you, when you think of Rifts, it's not just a post-apocalyptic world. It's not just a magical world. It's not just a high-tech world. It's not a world on the decline. It's not just a world on the rise. It's all those things combined into one thing. And you'll find many flavors out there in your reading and television watching that would slot very nicely into riffs. And I was just gifted by NPC this fabulous, fabulous copy of the original riffs, the the Butts edition, <laughs> done in leather and gold leaf and signed by Kevin Simbita and everyone else. And it's goddamn gorgeous. But in the back, Kevin talks about his influences and the books he liked and the movies he, he watched and the, the things that that made him him. So we're going to do something similar today and talk about what we see in riffs. Yeah. And I think a good way to open this up would be to give a quick plug to a book recently released from our very good friend and longtime collaborator, Isaac Scher. Isaac. Isaac. Isaac does the voice intros for all of our episodes. He also did the intro for our previous podcast, Have Movies Will Game. And he did some really fun ones for that <laughs> one for like episodes that we never really got to. But the ones I think that he did for the Halloween stuff were just, yeah. just fantastic. <laughs> some of them had me laughing out loud. They were just hilarious. <laughs> Isaac is an incredible voice actor and yeah. we're, we're very lucky that he has a day job and he's willing to do this for yeah. us because he's, he's, he's out of our league, honestly. Uh, so he's released a book. It's called uh, Cloak of Blades. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a gun-running sci-fi future fantasy book. There's elves and orcs and kobolds and goblins, and they're all in space. And it's, it's worth your time to read. I, I bought it. You can buy it on, I think, every major platform. I got mine on iBooks. I know it's, uh, you can get it through Kindle, you can get it through the whatever Google uses, and probably 55,000 different ones. <laughs> but it's it's called A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Shear, and it's it's really quite good. I, I recommend you you pick it up. Yeah, he focuses on a setting that he calls Arcane Space, and it's got the, you know, elves and goblins and wizards in space, on spaceships kind of thing. Not quite so much spell jammer, but more, you know, definitely a, a blend of space tech as you would picture it with magic and wizards and shit like that. And I think it's a great inspirational source for a game like Phase World. Mm -hmm. Phase World has wizards in space. It has the United Worlds of Warlock and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's, you, could, you could definitely read this book and get some inspirations for your own Facebook games. Facebook games, phase world games. <laughs> and there's a cut point. But um, no, we appreciate all the support you've shown us, but we didn't make this just on our own. 
NPCs turned in a tremendous amount of work, and we've leaned heavily on some very talented friends. And it would mean the world to us if you went and supported them as well. Once again, that's Cloak of Blades by Isaac Shear. And I suspect that just how much time that we've even talked about this book, we're probably going to focus entirely on the written word in this episode. I, I did put together a list of other things like comics and animes. And I know there's movies and shows out there, mm. but we could really talk forever just about books. So let's see how long this goes. <laughs> you know, there is one I included in the anime that I, I think is is very riffs. If you haven't seen it, I'll, we'll, we'll get into that at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with books, though, here. Uh, Matthew, Okay, what do you got? There's a, a couple things here. The one that really strikes me about uh, that that really gave me a, a riffs feel is uh, Eon and Eternity. That's uh, two different books by Greg Bear. And basically what it is, is um, it, it's, it's a pocket universe, a long, ever-expanding tunnel with a huge city traveling down it. It creates the space as it goes, and it can be sealed behind it. Within this city are beings that have transcended the needs of biology, not just in a modern sense where you can chemically change yourself and surgically change yourself, but you you could be an, an avian form. You, you could be a, a metallo form. You could be a ceramic form. You, I mean, you could be a purely energy form. And it's, it was a world of pure thought. And those thoughts were, were writing these constructs. And then it came under attack badly. <laughs> and... It just, it, it, it had the flavor of risk. The world isn't the same, but the, the high-minded technology fallen on very, very dark times reminded me of, of the Rift setting. That's Eon and Eternity by Greg Bear. There's a, a third one, which I don't recommend as much. The first two are great. The, the only book I've ever read by Greg Bear was called Hull Zero Three. And yeah. it's a really fucking good space horror kind of what the fuck is going on. And honestly, yeah, I think that could provide mm -hmm. some inspiration, especially if you want some kind of fucked up space horror that isn't Event Horizon, but yeah. could very well fit in a Phase World style campaign. Check out Hole Zero Three now that you mention it. Greg Bear is pretty great. Greg Bear is amazing, uh, which nicely segues into my next offering bring it well greg bear is one of the three b's that worked after isaac asimov died on his amazing foundation series who are the other b's greg bear david brin and gregory benford the okay. three b's and they they all did various books carrying on the series uh if you don't know about foundation it was a uh it was a galactic empire that that spanned all the, the entire known universe and as time went on, uh, you know, the bureaucracy got more decadent. And then one man, one one visionary man named by the name of Selden, I believe, it's been a while since I read it, decided to start a library, a sum of human knowledge, because they had predicted that everything would fall, that it was just, it was too big. The center could not hold. Warlords would uh, emerge on the fringes and start picking off the rich center worlds. And he thought, well, we could have... 10,000 years of darkness uh, where, you know, we're struggling back up. Bang the rocks together to make fire, people. <laughs> or we could have the sum of all human knowledge at this place that would aid the recovery and take that 10,000 years and make it 
a thousand. And that's what the Foundation series is about. So Sullivan was right. The universe fell. Everything went into chaos and madness. And it was it was that struggle back into the light that and the 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 planning for for the darkness of the future that reminded me of uh not only rifts but chaos earth specifically with the the nema folk okay yeah i you know i what was it the first book of the foundation series when foundation. i was when i was a teenager young teenager that book kept being recommended to me by my librarian because i would go and check out all the sci-fi books and mm-hmm. i you know she was always trying to guide my reading and she's like oh i think you're i think you will write you will enjoy this and I just didn't understand it. I think that my head was too stuck in Star Wars land at the time to really appreciate some of the depth of that first book. And now that I'm older, I really should go back and read it. You should. And you can pick like all the originals up for, for very cheap at a used bookshop, you know, a couple bucks each. And it, it's, it's certainly worth your time. One thing I really like about that, which does not fit in riffs, though, if we're just talking about the books, is there's no violence none there's violence on a galactic <laughs> scale but nobody nobody does nobody shoots anybody you know <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> which may have had a trouble for teenager you'd be hard pressed to run a rifts game without violence i imagine you could see i imagine a gm could sit down and say i want to run an entirely low power non-violent or low violent game where all of you play like either a vagabond or the saloon bum or the barmaid mm. or, you know, any of the super, super low tier characters and just kind of, you know, run a town or something or see yeah. where things go. Think think more politician and influence rather than gunslinging. That would be a hard one for me to press on most Rifts players. Yeah. <laughs> This is a game of boardrooms <laughs> and libraries. <laughs> the other one that really struck me was, uh, and this was fantasy, but once again, it was it was tonal, and that was the uh, the Elric saga by Michael Moorcock. I've whinged on about the Champion Eternal before to you, and uh, mm-hmm. this is this is where that comes from, and this is a world in the process of being lost. Uh, The forces of chaos are gathering. The forces of chaos are winning. And at the end of the books, spoiler, the forces of chaos won. Um, (laughs) It's a a desperate, desperate fight. Every stand, which is eventually lost. But um, it's it's the tale of that fight. And it's it's a good fight. You know, tonally, again, it makes me think of, of riffs. It reminds me a lot of Palladium Fantasy and just the brutality of the setting, specifically like the Rune Swords. And I'm pretty sure the Rune Swords were heavily, heavily inspired by Elric's sword. We're just going to say copy pasted, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, so much fantasy fiction, old school stuff has like magic swords that sing and dance Mm -hmm. and and are, are relics of good and greatness and you know, wielded by the champions of light, whereas Palladium has magic swords that will fuck you up. (laughs) Like, if you're playing in a Palladium fantasy game, or even a Rifts game, I say now, after having finally, for the first time, read cover to cover Atlantis, and you have a, a notion that the discarded weapon in front of you might be a rune weapon, don't 
fucking touch it. <laughs> like, get some calipers or something. Grab that yeah. weapon, put it in a lead-lined case, <laughs> put that inside another lead-lined case, and then take Throw it, it into to... a volcano. Well, no, no, take it to someone who's good at you know, analyzing shit like that and figure it out <laughs> before you throw it into a volcano. But I will say that you're right. Probably 70% of the time, you just need to throw that thing into a volcano. <laughs> yeah. No, no good comes of it. You, you might, it might help you with your temporary goal, but it's, it's going to take more than you want. Find a friendly passing hobbit with a really high ME score. Give it to him and just be like, hey, here's a quest for you, young man. Go throw this in yonder volcano. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, that's that's about it. There was another one called Orion, but uh, that one doesn't fit as well. A lot of these are tonal. Like yeah. th- there's no there's no riffs unless you unless you you count uh, Robert Asprin's um, like Grand Bazaar, uh, where all the the fantasy creatures come together and trade, where all the demons come together and trade. But those are those are comical books. They're they're not you know they're 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 young adult and they're kind of silly. In fact, they're very silly. Rifts can be played for comedy, but I, I get you. Uh, yeah. I've got some others to add to this that I, so whenever I, as a GM, am running a campaign and I really want to get into the mindset of that campaign, I try and immerse myself in as much similar or related or tangential fiction that I can get my hands on, be it watching a lot of television shows, reading or listening to books or podcasts or video games. I try and get into that space where my imagination is just always like thinking and focusing and being, in, you know, the loop. I want that loop to keep going in my brain. So lately I've been looking for fiction that fulfills that purpose, specifically with audiobooks. I really enjoy listening to a very well-read audiobook. There's a few that I want to bring up here specifically. I ended up getting an Audible subscription for a year because it gives you a shitload of credits to get free books. And and then they also, there's just books that you can listen to f- for free anyway. And one of those books that I listened to in the free list was called Legend. And it's a side story in the Four Horsemen universe of books. So if you're unfamiliar with the Four Horsemen, it's essentially a far future space mercs kind of story. But it's funny. It's also full of a lot of death. Like, like major characters just die off left and right. But the series has a tone of humor to it. And it's written by a bunch of different authors who are friends and kind of contribute to all of these things. And they actually work together in a, n- a number of of product lines the four horsemen is super 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 phase world like it's got everything that you would want from a military phase world campaign but you can also just tone that down cut out the space stuff and think db's at war on earth and right here you have a fantastic rifts mercenary story it's got weird aliens. It's got tarantula monsters with guns. It's got giant robots stepping on tarantula monsters with guns. It's got all of that stuff. Doesn't have the magic, but it's got missiles. <laughs> Bracken missiles. Which may or may not be more complicated than magic in Rift. <laughs> anyway, that was the side story, and it introduced me to the whole universe. And apparently there's lots of books. So if you're going to Google it, you are want to 
Google The Four Horsemen, specifically from Chris Kennedy Publishing. Because if you just Google Four Horsemen series of books, you're going to get this young lady's urban vampire smut or whatever, like apocalypse smut series that's also really popular. It's the higher hit on the list. I will also note that the Four Horsemen universe that I'm talking about recently got a Savage Worlds Kickstarter to uh, make a Savage Worlds version of the setting. So if you're a Savage Rifts fan and you want to add more to your game, check out the Four Horsemen from Savage Worlds. It's either active now or just ended on Kickstarter. Looked pretty cool. I just thought of one. Yeah. It doesn't have the robots, but it has the magic. You know, it's really hard to find something that has everything. Therefore, you kind of got to focus on the a few elements and take what you get. Yeah. I think I think the Dresden Files should be a strong contender in this. Mm, could, well, I think the Dresden Files would be a lot closer to Beyond the Supernatural, which we mm. talked about yeah, like two episodes yeah. ago. Yeah. It's definitely got that. It's it's Palladium, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. It. it yeah, because remember, like Beyond the Supernatural definitely has more of the private investigator feel than it does the X-Files feel, and Dresden Files fits that perfectly. Yeah. I was just thinking like the 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 commonality of of all the different creatures and how how blasé you are to them. Yeah. I will say that if you get into the Four Horsemen, you can skip the first book. It's called Cartwright's Cavaliers. It's okay. Oh. That author's now sad. You know, it's okay. It's it's not the best thing. I I paid for it. I don't regret, but it's not as good as Legend. Legend was fantastic. And I also listened to Legend and I listened to everything in audiobook for the most part. And there's certain audiobook actors which are primo. Legend was done by, I believe, Mark Vitor, who also did the entire Black Company series. And his way of narrating just connects you to the character. And you really feel like you were listening to a story told by maybe a battle-worn, shell-shocked mercenary. Like, he really gets into it. And then, so I listened to that first. And then I went back and found out about Cartwright's Cavaliers. And man, the guy who reads Cartwright's Cavaliers reads it like the narrator from the fucking wonder years like it is so <laughs> different tone it's just it's just this guy kind of talking like this oh wow then i saw her breasts and they were big I'm like you know I, I feel like the i could go on a rant about this anyway i just feel like he got the tone wrong and the dialogue or the writing could have been a lot more evocative if somebody different had read it anyway speaking of audiobooks this Fallen World is a book by Christopher Woods, and it introduces a very long series of post-apocalyptic novels. And it, again, it's not 100% rifts. There are no mages. There are no big fucking robots. But there are juicers. There are genetically modified crocodile men and things. And it's, it deals with being like a fucking super soldier after the fall and trying to survive in this fucked up chaos, almost Mad Max era, but not quite, not quite that full decay of civilization, but getting there kind of fall. Really, really, really good. There are some corny bits that the writer involves. Like he, he literally ends every single chapter with things like, 
it pays to be observant in this fallen world. <laughs> One has to make friends in this fallen world. Every chapter ends with something, something, something in this fallen world. And it gets to the point that you're like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you hear it. You take a shot kind of thing. <laughs> but it's really good. I'm, I'm like five books in and I'm addicted. Nice. So in our Rifts games, Mark, who plays Lancer, the Cyber Knight, he and I have been talking a lot about a two-book series from an author named Scott Westerfield. And it's a two-book series that I can guarantee the vast majority of people who are listening to this is, have probably never heard of. And it's called The Risen Empire. It is far, far, far future kind of stuff that is, again, I keep going to Phase World here, even though we haven't really talked much about Phase World. We've talked a lot about that we'll get to it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Risen Empire has so much rich lore to it and it's a it's it is a pulse pounding adventure that is also very very forward thinking about technology like it's not just one of those stories that takes current technology ages the world 500 years but repeats it like there's a lot of thought put into what would technology be like for example the first two chapters of the book are an extremely epic dogfight against you know some people flying these attack planes going against these tiny th these drones and it's super 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 awesome and then you realize that the pilot that you're reading about isn't actually in that plane he's somewhere else controlling that plane via a neural interface because that plane is microscopic and that entire battle is happening in only a few centimeters of space <laughs> it's <laughs> All right, that's, that's Risen Empire? Risen Empire, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. It's, it's really good, and it deals with, you know, space opera. There's politics in it. There's warfare. There's naval battles, like actual naval battles in space. All, all the things that you would want in a space opera, they're all there. I love space opera. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's what I got for these. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking up <laughs> Risen Empire. That sounds good. Uh, I think you, I gave you, you the first book. Alec did you? I think I did. I either told you about it Scott or I Scott Westerfield, the, the Risen Empire. No, you didn't. Yeah. I haven't seen this one before. Well, I will check because I, I have it in novel format and I would gladly pass it on. Yeah, I'm just buying it. <laughs> <That sounds good. laughs> I'm buying it right now. I think there's a couple movies and or TV shows that deserve quick mentions, not not to the depth of books, but things that I, I also feel uh, strike that tone. And you're going to start that list with Into the Badlands, aren't you? I'm not. I'm going to start it with an old 80s anime called Dominion Tank Police. Oh, dude, we could talk for hours on anime. But yes, Dominion Tank Police is fucking solid. Yeah. Yeah. The original one, mm -hmm. not the second one. Also Juicers. Also Borgs, also low-end magic, uh, also Big Mech, also lots of cool stuff. It's, it's, very, it's very riffs. It's, it's what I imagine would happen to Chi-Town if something happened to Prosic and the bureaucracy just kind of ran wild. That also makes me think of um, Appleseed, if, mm -hmm. if you've seen it. There was a remake which wasn't as good. It looked cooler, but... Honestly, the original Appleseed is so much better. But again, yeah, it's that what would happen to the great city mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I have one more that I regret mentioning because the cartoon was so 
Which one? But the book was so good. The Infinite Invasion, Robotech. That's Earth. That's Earth with magic. Oh my That's God. Earth with mechs. Yeah. That's Earth with genetic engineering. And it all comes out in the books. And please just spare yourself the cartoon. Just, just don't. <laughs> just just, just yeah. don't. We've talked a bit about Robotech, and I think we're going to talk more about it tonight and how the... Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. The later yeah. stuff just isn't as good. Yeah, I, I will say the, yeah. the later cartoons. The, the books are great. Anyway, um, I, I had to say that, though, because it does have, like, wizards. It does have bionic men. It does have dinosaurs. It does have aliens. It does have dimensional travel. I mean, it's 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 pretty riffs. Other anime that I will just quickly mention that I think also really, really carry that feel. And we're going to start with some classics here. Trigun. Trigun is a classic. Mm-hmm. It's got juicers. It's got fucking robot people. It's got big tanks. It's got wastelands. It's got guys with a shitload of guns. And basically the same thing for something like uh, Battle Angel Alita. Battle Angel would be the, the anime, or you can just Battle Angel Alita, the manga. Gun X Sword is another good one. Mm. Fist of the North Star. If you just yeah. want some fucking badass wandering through the wasteland, punching robot people in the face and killing them, you can't go wrong with Fist of the North Star. And there's so much of it. <laughs> like. Yeah. Multiple seasons and then spinoff series and then different series from the perspectives of different characters. It is a huge, huge franchise. Cannon Busters is a good one. It really captures the Rift's feel. Uh, and if, you know, there's one on Netflix right now. It's brand new called Yasuke. It is mm-hmm. heavily inspired by the the le- the story of a fellow named Yasuke who was the black samurai. Like a black man who was a samurai in like the 1500s in Oda Nobunaga's court. And this takes that story, adds a bit more fantasy element to it, including giant robots, wizards, demons, and all kind of stuff like that. And it's fantastic. It feels a lot like Afro Samurai in the setting, at least. I mean, you know, Samurai Jack. Samurai in the future fighting robots. Oh, God, how did I miss Samurai Jack? (laughs) Samurai Jack. Magic. Robots. Yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with Ghost in the Shell. Again, if you want to get for that urban thing, standalone complex, especially the later incarnations of it, have a Rift's feel to it. No magic, but a lot of the robots, the, the strange technology, the fallen world kind of stuff. I'm still stuck on Samurai Jack. How did I miss that? Yep. The shape-shifting yeah. master of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... What better villain than Naku? Fuck, I can't believe I... Oh, sorry. Sorry, young <laughs> listeners. I try not to swear too much. I can't believe I missed that, though. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, God, we could really talk for hours. Um, There's the Scotsman with the with the machine gun leg. <laughs> That's yeah. very rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much of Samurai Jack has that feel. Yeah. Damn. Okay, well, God, we're running 30 minutes here. Yep. That That's kind of our, our take on, on what we feel... What brought us into it, the things that that key off of it. And the things that inspire me when I'm planning for a game that keep me in the mindset. Yeah. You know, Rifts has a lot of, like, it, it, it's swiped wildly from all genres. Just, oh, I'll take some of this. It was like, it was, it was, it was a buffet, a smorgasbord. Yeah. You know, that, 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 those things shouldn't be eaten together, but we're just going to cram it all on a plate <laughs> and let it drip into one another. 
But there was one thing that didn't make it. And I was thinking about it when I was reading some of the things I put on there. And I was thinking that there is no, there is no grim dark. There is no, there is no Warhammer there. It, it, it has elements from almost every other game. You know, that's interesting because he mentions some special grimdark kind of stuff like Cthulhu stuff. Yeah. In the New Rift's uh, 30th anniversary book where he's talking about his his inspirations. But no, you're right. Like, it's very minimal. He he really didn't go into it. There are things like the Splugorth that have yeah. that kind of darkness to them. And Atlantis is a fucked up book. Like, I just finished reading it cover to cover. And the technology in it is all about just enslaving people, turning them into psychic batteries or or just fucking with them. There's torture. There's all this kind of stuff. But yeah, Rifts always puts forth this element of hope. Maybe it's because it was born in the 80s and it was it was born of like 80s cartoon. cartoon And and his, his biggest inspirations were Greek epics and the stories of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee were yeah. like they were always very heroic. Yeah. No burning out 50,000 people just to send a message across the cosmos. That's that's too <laughs> that's too much even for riffs. Yeah, too much. Yeah, okay. I I, well, I tend to yeah. avoid the grim dark. I mean, we did have the 4 million years nightmare dungeon, but again, we, we also kind of glossed over it. That was so much it. fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted to play more and then and everyone's like, "Let's get out." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah. I'm unleashing my warrior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I got. I mean, I could really talk for several more hours about each of yeah. these properties and more and what it is about them that I love. I will have links for as many of these things as I possibly can in our show notes. If you want mm-hmm. some ideas, dear listener, for your Rifts games, check them out. Highly recommend it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We've noticed that uh, a lot more of you are dropping in on uh, our Discord and that a lot more of you are dropping by our Red Redbubble shop. And we just have to say we really appreciate that. We really do. Keep listening. And if you want to buy a magnet or a sticker, we'd love you forever. Forever and ever and ever, forever, ever. Forever, ever. And on that, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.